friend, the kingfish, had his usual full day. He was up at 11 o'clock sharp. Down to the pool hall for a little exercise. <laughs> Lunch on the cuff at the local beanery. Then he and Andy took in a late movie. And now it's 6 o'clock, and the tired businessman is just returning home. Well, let me get in the apartment here. George Stevens, is that you, you no-good lazy loafer? Hmm, she must want something she's trying to sweet approach. <laughs> yes, it's me, honey. Well, I've been waiting for you, George. Yeah, well, uh, uh, say, honey, what is these two suitcases doing in the hall? They ain't ours, is it? Of course not. You know we ain't had no luggage in 22 years. The hotel seized our suitcases when you couldn't pay the bill on our honeymoon. Oh, yeah, I remember that. We had to shoebox it back from Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, do we have uh, come there, honey? Yes, we do. Mama is moving in with us. Now, wait a minute. That old goat ain't going to... George, don't you dare call my mother an old goat. All right, that middle-aged goat then. <laughs> I don't care. She ain't moving in here. She'll eat us out of house and home. George, Mama is not a big eater. Oh, no. How about the last time she was here for the chicken dinner? She never raised her head from the plate. Uh, she was submerged in that chicken so long, I could have swore that she was breathing through a snorkel. <laughs> she ain't moving in here, I tell you that. George, Mama is already here. Well, I don't care. She got to go. I is tossing out of here, bag and baggage. Now, wait a minute, George. Yes, sir, this is football season, and I'm going to celebrate it by drop-kicking her down the front step. <laughs> George Stevens? I'm going to take that old rhinoceros, and I is going to tell her... Did somebody call me? <laughs> well, George, here's Mama. Tell her what you was going to tell her. Mm, but, Sapphire... Go ahead. Uh, Mama, George has something he'd like to discuss with you. Well, Mama, uh, the thing is, uh, uh, the thing is, uh... What you got to say to me, Baldy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, uh, I... That is, uh... uh... <laughs> Mama, would you care for some more roast beef? No, thank you, daughter. I couldn't eat another slice. Oh, go ahead and have one more. Thirteen's an unlucky number. <laughs> there's a certain person at this table that I find highly obnoxious. I ain't mentioning no names, but if they opens a big mouth once more, I'm going to hit him across the ball head with his gravy boat. <laughs> George, you leave Mother alone. Mm. A certain party has brains enough to make wisecracks, but they don't have brains enough to go out and get a job. Well, speaking of brains, Mama, you don't impress me as no five Beta Kipper, you know. <laughs> That IQ of yours, you'd have to study to be a pinhead. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I went out looking for a job, I wouldn't have no trouble. What is you talking about? I bet you I could get a job faster than you could any day of the week. Oh, I could get a job quicker than you could. <laughs> I could get one lots quicker than you could. Well, why don't you settle it? What do you mean? Well, tomorrow morning, Mama will go out and look for a job. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then, George, you can go out and look for a job. 
Yeah, that's a good, that's a, uh, that's a, mm. like the marinated herring said, I was all right till I opened my big mouth. Kingfish, what are you doing down here at the lodge hall so early? Well, Andy, I uh, got up bright and early this morning. They're looking for a job. What? Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, uh, hey, excuse me for protruding, Kingfish. Uh, <laughs> my adenoid's been flopping around on me here, and I ain't hearing so good. I just heard you say something I know you didn't say. No, Andy, I'm going to get a job. Boy, uh, me and my mom-in-law have done had an argument, and I get in a job. That's the only way I can keep myself respect. Yeah, but getting a job, this is serious. This is just as bad as them Japanese fellas that gets desperate and takes a knife and commits heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I was forced into it, boy. I said I could get a job before my mother-in-law, and if I don't, well, I'd be disgraced for life. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't want her to get the upper hand. I guess that old gal is about the meanest thing this side of the Iron Curtain. Well, I got the classified ad section here. I done checked a few jobs. Uh, well, there must be a lot of defense work now. Maybe you can get a job at the shipyard. No, ain't I a little afraid of the shipyards. I worked there during the war. They started me off as a welder with a torch and one of them big steel hats, you know. Yeah, they did, huh? Yeah, I was welding away on the ship there when I leaned over to get a better look at my work and I welded myself right to the deck. <laughs> Well, I agree that a fellow ought to stick on the job, but that is carrying it a little too far. Well, I thought about trying one of them big automobile factories this time. What do you think of that? Well, I don't know about them. You know, that's where we lost poor old brother Thompson. He was working in the plant foundry down there, I think, when a accidental fell in one of them conveyor belts. He come out two buildings later shaped like a crankshaft. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's something here. Look at here. Help wanted, male and female, Thompson's Department Store. New branch opening this week. Situation open to all categories. Yeah, applied employment office room 508 for aptitude test. Many executive positions still open. And this is it. Yeah. You know, that's over on 134th Street. That's a nice-looking store. The other day when it was raining, I went in there and tried on shoes for a couple hours. <laughs> I'll go over to Thompson's, and uh, I'll show my mom-in-law who can get a job faster. They say here that you ought to take an aptitude test. That's what you got to do. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's uh, what's that, Andy? Uh, that aptitude test. Mm-hmm. Is that where it takes the blood out of your ear? No, no, no. That's to find out your IQ. Oh, yeah. You know, you put square pegs in the round holes and answer <laughs> questions true and false and all that stuff. I took one of them during the war down to draft board. After two, yeah, how'd you make out, Andy? I don't know, Kingfish. After they looked at my paper, they told me to go home and hide till the war was over. All right, pick up your papers on my desk here for the aptitude test. There you are. Here. Here's yours. You have a full hour. Uh, uh, can I have one of them, sir? Here you are. You have a full hour. Take a seat at any one of those desks. Oh, uh, yeah, sir. Hello. Hello, George. Uh, Mama, what is you doing here? Well, I seen the ad in the paper. Take the aptitude test, too. I bet your my brains will come out on top. Your brains? 
I see better brains than yours laying on a piece of Melba toast. What are you talking about? <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, everybody. Start the test. You have exactly one hour. All right, time is up. Time's up. Turn your papers into room 515. All papers to 515. You'll be notified of the results of the test by mail. Oh, well, holy mackerel, I just finished the thing in time. Oh, me, I wonder... Well, how'd you do, George? Oh, fine, mother-in-law, dear. Uh, it was a snap. I went through it faster than Einstein through Guffey's reader. <laughs> well, George, I got some shopping to do. I wonder if you'd turn my paper in with yours at room 515. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me the thing. I'll turn it in for you. Uh, 515 is down the hall here. Hmm. Look like Mama done a pretty good uh, job here on her paper. Hmm. She's an old walrus, but she's a pretty bright old walrus. <laughs> yeah, she did better than me. I'd never live it down. I wonder. I wonder. I gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, nobody in the hall here. I'll scratch out Mama's name, and I'll put my name on her paper. And I'll put her name on my paper. That's exactly what I do here. Yeah, I'm glad I thought of this. With my mind, I ought to be in Washington. Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist with the money-saving news Amos promised you I'd have. Next week's issues of the Saturday Evening Post, Life, Look, Collier's, and the Farm Journal will carry a two-page advertisement on Rexall's famous one-cent sale that starts October 18th. Now, this ad features 152 guaranteed Rexall products, every one of them offered at two for the price of one, plus a penny. And that's not all. There are 52 additional specials you can't afford to miss. Be sure to check this bargain-filled ad on Rexall's amazing one-cent sale. It appears in next week's issues of The Post, Life, Look, Collier's, and The Farm Journal. Walk with me back to the house, Andy. Yeah. Say, you know, that was quick thinking, putting your name on your mama-in-law's test paper and her name on yours. Yes, Andy, I ought to be hearing any day now about the results. But tell me this, Kingfish, uh, don't your conscience pang you a little bit about doing this? No, Andy, it's the old law of the jungle. Eat or be it. <laughs> I has done blue-plated her before she blue-plated me. That's what <laughs> well, you're my host, yeah, I'll get on in, Andy. Well, I'll see you later, Andy. Yeah, well, so long, King. So long, boy. So long. So long. Mm. Is that you, George? Oh, uh, yes, honey. Me and Mama's been waiting for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. Seeing you two standing there when I come in gives me a rough idea what Papa, Papa Vulture thought when he came face to face with the two vultures in his nest. Never mind that, George. These two letters come today from the Thompson department store. One for you and one for Mama. 
We've been waiting, so now, George, you open yours first. Yeah, be only too happy to open the paper, yeah. Yeah, let's see how you made out, Baldy. <laughs> Mama, I got an idea that in just a second here, you is going to be smirking from the other side of your upper plate. <laughs> now, let me get this open here. Let's see here. Hmm, dear sir, listen to this. This is to inform you that as a, as of a result of your aptitude test, in which you scored the mark of 74, placing you 45th in our list of applicants. You have been given the job in our delivery department as a messenger. Kindly report Monday. Ha, <laughs> ha. A messenger. See there? There's brains for you. I got a job. Well, mother-in-law, dear, open your letter. Yes, hurry up, Mama. Yeah, well, I hope it won't be too much of a shock to you. I can see it now. It's going to say something like, Dear Madam, it is our unpleasant duty to inform you that there's no place in our organization for lunkheads. <laughs> you stop that, George. Mama, what does your letter say? Let's see now. Dear Mrs. Smith, this is to inform you that as a result of your aptitude test, in which you scored a mark of 100, placing you number one in our list of applicants, we find you qualified for an executive position. Hey! We are assigning you to our delivery room where you will be have full charge of all our messengers. <laughs> no, no, no. I've been fouled. I demand a recount. They can't. <laughs> Delivery room, Mrs. Smith speaking. Oh, yes, sir. I'll put one of our messengers on it right away. Thank you. Come in. Uh, excuse me, mother-in-law, dear, but uh, I have to deliver this big package down at 72nd Street. I come for car fare. Uh, must I taxi it or must I bus it? It's only 62 blocks. You heel and tow it. <laughs> Pass the meat platter, George. Yeah, all right. Yeah, here you is, Mama. You better get a move on down at the store, too. Yes, Mama. You is the worst messenger I have under me. Yes, Mama. George, you don't want to give Mama's department a bad record, do you? Mm, yes, Mama. I mean, uh, no, honey, no, honey. I don't want to. And where was you this afternoon when I was looking for you? Well, I saw her, Mama, but one of them big cases fell on my foot, and I went up to the infirmary to get him to try to stop the bleeding. Well, how dare you? In the future, if you got any bleeding to do, you do it on your own time. Yes, Mama. Oh, and I'm telling you, boy, that it's terrible. She drives me around the store like a dog all day. And then I guess it again at night. Oh, yeah, that was certainly a nasty boomerang there, getting a job and having your mama-in-law as your boss. Yeah, you ain't got no idea, Andy. Look at the way I twitch in here. I nervous wreck. Uh. I shook so much last night that I, I uh, jiggled my bed halfway across the room. <laughs> you was bad off, Kingfish. And look at the way your eyes is bugging out there. I ain't seen nothing like that since I was down at the fishing pier and stepped on a flounder. <laughs> oh, I tell you, Andy, it's terrible. My mother-in-law blasting at me all the time. The only peace and quiet that I had in the week was last Thursday night. She tried to eat a four-decker sandwich and her jaws locked on her for two hours. <laughs> Well, why don't you just up and quit the job? Well, I can, Andy. 
I can't give in to my mom-in-law. I can't admit defeat. I gotta fight, and I gotta fight this thing out. Yeah, if there was only some way that you could get the best of her. Yeah, if only I could find... Come in. Well, Algonquin J. Calhoun, how is you, boy? Yeah, what is you doing over here, Calhoun? Oh, I just come from the First National Bank. We had a big disagreement. Big disagreement about my balance. Yeah, well, what's the trouble? Well, as far as I can figure, at that bank, I had just $139.38 overdrawn. Yeah, well, what did the bank say? They say I ain't got no account at all. <laughs> well, that's them banks always bringing up them little technicalities. Kingfish, what's the matter with you? Look at that face of yours. Last time I seen anything that sad looking was in a bowl of clam chowder. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I messed myself up. Me and my mother-in-law applied for a job, and I switched the aptitude test papers, and she ended up being my boss. Ooh. I really outfoxed myself this time. Oh, yeah. That old lady is really making a nervous wreck out of the kingfish. Yeah, I tear my hair out, only I can't afford to lose no more. <laughs> now, ain't there some way that I can get rid of that old lady? Well, you could... Uh, you could... Uh, Oh. Uh, I don't know what you want us to do, but from the looks of your face, I think we'd get arrested if we'd done it. <laughs> no, no, it is a practical idea. The thing for you to do is get the old lady fired. Fired, yeah, but uh, how does we do that? Simple, just go to the boss and make up some kind of story about her being an undesirable employee. Yeah, Andy, this is Sunday. Yeah, we could go to the man who owns the department store. He's home, Mr. Monahan. Yeah, we can go right to his home. Yeah, we, we'll do it, Andy. It's our only chance. But on me, uh, why is I, why is I always having this family trouble? Calhoun, I never heard about you talking about having no family trouble or having no trouble with your wife. No, boys, I ain't never had no trouble with my wife. You see, when I got married 18 years ago, me and my wife took a honeymoon trip to Bermuda on a big ocean liner. And on that trip, my wife done something that made me the happiest man and, and, and full of ceaseless delight and comfort yeah. for the rest of my life. Uh, what'd she do? She fell overboard. <laughs> now, here's a lady with a question for our Rexall family druggist. I'm dying to hear more about that ad on Rexall's one-cent sale. Well, ma'am, it appears in next week's Life, Look, Collier's, the Saturday Evening Post, and the Farm Journal. Two full pages crammed with 152 guaranteed Rexall products. All of them at two for the price of one, plus a penny. On top of that, there are 52 other items at super special prices. And to make it easy for you to check what you need in advance of the sale... You'll find a little square before each item. Why, I can use the ad as a shopping list. And to order in advance, if you wish. Your Rexall family druggist will gladly lay away your order to be picked up any time during the sale. Where did you say this ad appears? In next week's Life, Look, Collier's, the Saturday Evening Post, and the Farm Journal. Look for it, check it, and save. <laughs> Here's Mr. Monahan's house. Now, you remember what I told you to do? Certainly I remember. What do you think I is, stupid or something? Good. Now, you remember everything we're going to tell Mr. Monahan? Yes, I remember what we're going to tell Mr. Monahan. Ha! 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 Who's Mr. Monahan? <laughs> you big dummy. He is Mama's boss at the department store. We're going to get her fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was all right now, yeah. Knock on the door. Go ahead. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he falls for this thing. 
It's our only chance. Yes, yes, what is it? Uh, excuse me, sir, are you Mr. Monaghan, owner of the Thompson Department store, ain't you? Yes. Well, I was a loyal employee, Stevens. You've probably heard of the boys down at the store refer to me as old faithful dog Stevens, the company man? <laughs> no, I haven't heard of you, but what do you want? Well, Miss Monaghan, uh, I has come here with important information that I feel you should know. Uh, I reveal this information because I feel it's my solemn duty as a loyal employee of the Thompson Department store. In other words, I'm doing it for my old alma mater. You see what I mean here? <laughs> well, uh, what is this information? Well, Miss Monaghan, uh, uh, this is Mr. Brown here, and I think we better step inside. Uh, what we're going to brought about is uh, rather confidential, and I rather do my brooding uh, inside behind closed doors, you see. Oh, very well. We'll come in. Yeah, after you enter. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is this all about? Uh, Miss Monaghan, uh, it is my painful duty to inform you that you have a terrible fiend in your employer. Yeah, and besides that, she ain't a very nice person, either. <laughs> uh, uh, her name is Ramona Smith. You mean Ramona Smith from the delivery room? Yeah, known in your employment records by that name, but known to the police of four continents as Ruthless Ramona, the child deserter. What? Child deserter? Oh, yeah, sir. While she labors in your store, you see, this heartless woman has left 12 children at home, ages 2 to 9, without no parathetical care. <laughs> and this is the man here who can confirm it. This is her husband right here. There her are. husband? Yeah. That's, that's right. This poor unfortunate... That she cast aside like a dried-out banana peel. Yeah, that's me, all right. Now, wait a minute here. You mean to say that while she's working, she's neglecting her children? Why, she makes a good salary at the store. Yeah, but Mr. Me and the kids never sees a dime of it. On payday, she goes right from the cashier's window to the racetrack. Yes, it's a sad thing, mister, a sad thing. Oh, yeah. Last week, she put the food money on a three-horse parlay. Me and the kids listen to the race on the radio. Oh, I tell you, it broke their little hearts when their roast beef dinner pulled the tendon in the stretch. <laughs> well, uh, doesn't she bring anything home from the track so these poor, poor children can eat? Well, Miss Monaghan, I dropped by a place the other day, and I never hoped to see a sadder sight than a two-year-old child spreading peanut butter on an old paramutual ticket. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's terrible, just terrible. Now, wait a minute here, you're their father. Why don't you do something for these poor, neglected children? You're a man? Why don't you do something? Well, you see, I, I, uh, uh, yeah, why don't I, Kate? <laughs> well, uh, you forgot, Mr. Brown, you was a sick man. You was practically left dying, uh, uh, in the bed there. You had to get out of a sick bed to come over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I was sick as a dog, mister. I really... <laughs> well, this is certainly a sorry state of affairs, a woman neglecting her family. I have children of my own, and I'm not going to be a party to this. I won't have this woman disgrace my department store. Yeah. She'll receive her notice first thing tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. You've done a great service to the company, Stevens, and I won't forget this. Yes, sir. I've done it out of loyalty. Like I said, loyal Stevens to call me the old faithful dog, you know. That's why. Why, the idea a woman neglecting 12 children. She ought to be behind bars. I agree with you. Good day, sir. Good day. Yeah, good day. Good day. Come on, here. Oh, boy, I didn't think we could do it, but we done it, Danny. We done pulled it off. I got my mom in law fired. It was great work. Oh, I tell... Uh, say... What is the matter with you, Anna? I was just thinking, if I as sick as I'm supposed to be, I better go home and lay down for a while. Oh. Well, come on, boys. Come on, boys. Walk with me back to the apartment. I'm a little tired, you. Yeah, I guess you had a big day at the store with your mom-in-law getting fired. <laughs> Kingfish, this is the dirtiest trick you done ever done, getting your poor mother-in-law fired. She must be heartbroken. 
Amos? She don't even know what hit her. They fired her this morning. She tried to see Miss Monahan, but they threw her right out the stove. Oh, yeah. I guess this will convince her that men's is smarter than women. But, Kingfish, the only thing I hope is that you get a new boss that's four times worse than your mother-in-law. That'll teach you a lesson. Oh, take it easy, Amos. Well, ain't no chance of that happening. They has given another one of them aptitude tests to pick a new boss. Yeah, they put a ad in the paper. Assumed all employees at the store and everybody else, too. Yeah, and you got a hundred in the last one. With your experience and everything, you probably get a higher mark than it's even possible to get. Yeah, well, I can't help but feel sorry for your mother-in-law. Well, don't be silly, Amos. That's like feeling sorry for a barracuda. What's going on here, fellas? What's going on? Well, they just posted the results of the aptitude test for the head of the delivery room. Yeah, well, let me see here. First, Stevens. Well, how you like that? Well, you certainly must have had a good mark. Yeah, I, uh... Oh, oh, oh. Here comes Mr. Monahan. Hi, everybody. Quiet. I guess by now you've all seen the results of the aptitude test for the new head of our delivery room. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have seen the thing. Uh, Unfortunately, we had to get rid of Mrs. Smith, but I think this time we really have the right person for the job. I agree with you there, sir. Results of this test show that this person has intelligence, resourcefulness, and outstanding leadership ability. Yes, sir. I supposed to agree with you again. And now, gentlemen, I'd like you to meet the new head of the delivery room, the one who got the highest mark in our aptitude test that was open to everyone. Come in, please. I want you to meet your new boss man, Mrs. Sapphire Stevens. How do you do, everybody? Friends, here's a tip from old man Wilcox. Sometime this week, pick up one of these magazines. Life, Look, Collier's, The Post, or The Farm Journal. Turn the pages till you come to the two-page ad on Rexall's one-cent sale that starts October 18th. Then take a long look at this opportunity to buy twice as much for just a penny more. You'll find 152 guaranteed Rexall products, all of them offered at two for the price of one, plus a penny more. Then check the 52 additional items, priced so low you won't believe your eyes. Remember, watch for this ad in next week's Life, Look, Collier's, The Post, and The Farm Journal. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to visit your Rexall family drugstore. Thank you. And by the way, don't forget your community chest, too. Good night. See you next Sunday. For the one woman in ten with sensitive skin... There's Caranome Hand Cream. Like all of Caranome's specially designed beauty aids, it's hypoallergenic. Pure, mild, safe for most sensitive skins. It softens, beautifies, protects. Try Caranome Hand Cream. As advertised in Vogue, Ladies Home Journal, Woman's Home Companion, McCall's, and sold at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when your Rexall druggist will again present the Amos and Andy Show. And tune in early, folks, on Sundays and hear my friend Irma, our Miss Brooks, the Jack Benny Show, and now following us, the Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy Show on most of these same stations. Yes, sir. Sunday is fun day on CBS. (laughs) 
This is the CBS Radio Network.